This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Would you guys be surprised to hear that I was written up at work? And in, like, a professional job? Uh, yes. You? Lawyer Ashley? Well, it wasn't Lawyer Ashley. This was Sales Ashley. (laughs) Oh. So those in HR will listen, and even those in sales will listen and know that sales sometimes can get an undue amount of attention from HR. And I knew about that. Before I went to law school and before I was in HR, I worked for two years in corporate sales. The first year was cold calling, that time cold calling chief financial officers. And liberal arts Ashley becoming cold calling Ashley was a real turn of the skill set. And so in our job, this was um, early 2000s. And so we were really trying to get the attention of these executives. So like fax campaigns, phone numbers, how you use, you know, the the phone system and get through the assistance to get directly to your prospect. I'd come early, stay late. But one of the main things that I was working on a skill set for was email subject lines. And to this day, it's, it's key to try. You want people to open your email. And so you want to get people's attention. So I'm a hard worker. Uh, I was trying to do the right thing. So I was at lunch with a friend and colleague. And so we were talking about you know, great subject lines to get people's attention and, you know, sharing some of these practices. And I came back from lunch and decided to send an email to my team, which was all of us about 23 years old, cold calling, and with lists, top 10 email subject lines to get your prospects' attention. Now, we're going to CFOs, and this is a time of like Sarbanes-Oxley things. So like, yeah, those things will get their attention. But you know what gets their attention more? Forward. Pictures of your wife with another man. (laughs) No, you didn't. Stop. Alternatively, also compelling to open emails would be R.E. I have your daughter in the basement. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) my God. So those no. were among the 10 ma'am. on my email. Oh, ma'am, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> my email subject lines that, again, I thought I was sending this to my team as a joke. Yeah. Suffice yeah, yeah, yeah. to say, everyone listening, don't actually send those email subject <laughs> not really lines. Well, just because you'll end up in spam. That's the only reason why. Just you'll end up in spam. But so I thought I was sending that to my team. Well, like a lot of corporate America, managers... Some of their duties can be just to oversee other people. And so my manager's manager, manager, I didn't realize she was also a recipient of every single, you know, sales account executive's team email. So basically the equivalent of the big boss was going through all the emails. And when she saw a list of top 10 email subject lines, she probably thought I had good initiative. And I did. But anyway, so I sent it to the team and chuckling like, you know, he, he, he. Do, 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 do. About 7.4 <laughs> minutes later, there came 
my boss, uh, because her boss's boss had some concerns and wanted to talk to me about about my email. The blood loss in my face when I realized that my funny joke wasn't perceived as funny by someone perhaps oh. in, in power. But in the end, they did think it was OK. So no real consequences other than me realizing very early on that lesson oh. of the things you put in emails. So I say these experiences I had working in sales have helped me tremendously to proactively anticipate mm -hmm. issues from a legal and HR perspective. But, you know, I would open that email. Yeah. I oh mean, my I'm thinking about like my future use of those. <laughs> Like, oh, I know. Termination I meetings. Know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I said, that's what I said. For, you know, for employee benefits enrollment, because those who have um, in the HR space, mm -hmm. especially my benefits coordinators out there in the audience, you're nodding mm -hmm. along because how many emails have you sent and webinars yep. have you helped? Just trying to help people understand yep. their benefits options. No one is going to open mm -hmm. your email that says details about open mm -hmm. enrollment. Mm -hmm. But there's some subject lines that you can send that have a little oh bit God. a little bit more more mm -hmm. sauce. So so be judicious. Oh, be judicious. Uh, more so than I was at, at 20, 22, 23. Well, I'm trying to think what were some of the other ones? You know, I was like trying to think of some that I could use. You know, I mean, I think it was like, you know, like again, like the forward. And I would include I included oh that in my, my thing because that's always the thing. Like forward, like I found naked pictures of you. And this was like 20 <laughs> years ago, of like type, type, type oh levels gosh. of things, um, like all those type of aspects. And so that oh. was, you know, the, the type of things that really get to a person's greatest fears oh and, and, and doubts, uh, you know, are probably ones that they're going to click on the most. So that was my, oh, wow. oh. my jokey, jokey, not, not so jokey, jokey. Um, yeah, don't do that. Let's go ahead and kick off our meeting. Thank you so much for joining us, HR besties. So agenda for today, we are going to start off with some cringe corporate speak, and I'm going to take that one. And then we are going to move into our hot topic of the meeting, which is all about return to office, right? So very controversial topic. And then, of course, because we do have a hard stop, uh, we will do our questions and comments before we have to go to lunch. <laughs> and so let me kick it off then with cringe corporate speak. The cringe corporate speak for today is open kimono. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be uh, sexist and racist in two words, uh, use that in the workplace. Uh, I, I have a physical reaction when I hear it in the workplace. It is something that I've heard my entire career. Ooh. And I don't know if it's because I've been in manufacturing, heavy industrials, production, ops, like, you know, like things. I don't know why. Or I've just worked with a bunch of creepers. Shout out creepers. <laughs> uh, but uh, but that one just kind of, you well, know. Can you. OK, so for those that are thinking, what's that? I, I You have Ooh. had the pleasure of never hearing that in your career. Lee, how do you tend to hear that in a sentence? It means uh, real talk. Like, you know, we got to be really open about something. Let's be transparent. You know, I'm just going to lay all my cards out. I'm just going to put all the data on the table. Right. So let's just get open kimono about this topic. You know <laughs> what I mean? Or, hey, let's let's be open kimono. And it's just like permission to basically open up your shirt and get naked is yeah. what that well, is I saying. Mean, I mean, the subject line I should have had is I'm about to open your kimono. <laughs> that, 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 yeah. People would argue, exactly. or open my kimono. You know, yeah. that, that is it. That is an alternative. That, that uh, but uh, Jamie, thoughts? I, I I thankfully have never heard that. Really? Yes. Oh my god! Uh, yes, I've thankfully never heard oh, that. I'm but happy for you. I, I I just knowing who I am, I probably would have called the person out. Be like, no, 
<laughs> Bob. No. Yeah. Like, Bob, Bob is Bob would say that. Yeah. Bob yeah, would say yeah, that. Yeah. It is a Bob thing. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, definitely. You know, uh, you may want to bring it to that person's attention, but it's really cringy. Like it is really cringy well, it uh, is, when you hear that in it, the, it's, in the workplace. Know, like you say, it's sexist, racist. And so the way I've heard it, I've also heard this in legal, like legal speak, like open kimono uh, of like a deal potentially. Like yeah. if someone's yep. talking about a business yep. deal, oh, we're going to, to our point of when we give you cringe corporate speak, we, you know, we'll try to give you an alternative unless it's so bad that we're just going to say, <laughs> just move off that entirely. Yeah. But for a deal, what you're trying to say is, like you said, we're going to show all of our cards. Exactly. We're going to show all the information proactively. The we will put it out there so we're not going to waste anybody's time and we're going to be respectful to the other people. It's a few more words than open kimono. But I tell you what, it's a, uh, it's a, it's lot, a lot safer. A lot safer and a lot less expensive than that EEOC charge. <laughs> that could be coming your way for my U.S. Yep. audience and globally. I, I hope that that's a phrase that is is limited to the U.S. Yeah. and that others would, would not say that, as, especially uh, for some of our global companies. Colleagues, but um, it's just like I don't know how that got started, but yeah, not in a good wish, way. Yeah, yeah. I wish we did know the origins on that. I do hear a lot of like BD folks, sales. Like to your point, you know, I do. Uh, mm -hmm. So because it is very deal related, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, yeah, that one is a yeah. cringe. Well, I'm looking it up. Okay, there you to, go. To provide live googling. Yeah, live googling. So uh, NPR covered this about ten years ago, which oh is helpful. Gosh. Thank you, NPR. So the expression origin originated in feudal Japanese times and referred to the practice of proving that no weapons were hidden within the folds oh. of clothing. Oh. So to show you, hey, I got, totally yeah, I'm not hiding anything. Here's my wiener. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that's true. They, what are they wearing underneath? That's I what love, I'm saying. Like, I have no weapons, but here's my wiener. I love, I love when you do a Google search and it's, you know, the Google. People also ask, number one question, <laughs> is it okay to say open the kimono? No. No. Uh, <laughs> it's not. Um, <laughs> these words are dripping with misogyny and racism. I yep. will agree with you, Google. Yep. But helpful to know, but it's another thing, like in the workplace, like you're not in feudal times. Yeah. And so you don't need to say that about exactly. your business, your business deal or your conversation. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you felt the need to, you could just go into a meeting and say, I have no weapons. <laughs> I have no weapons on me. Very right? reassuring. Very yeah. yeah. I come in peace. Yeah, worry <laughs> about the doth protest too much. I hadn't even thought about that. Well, now, now I'm concerned. Um, oh, but, gosh. Uh, yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stressors, big and small, and some of us wear our emotions on our sleeve and some of us not so much, but regardless, when we keep all of those stressors bottled up, it can start to affect us and those around us negatively. Therapy. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. Now, this is especially important for those besties out there that work in HR or perhaps are a people leader, manager, boss, because people be people and don't they? <laughs> they really do. And so you need to make sure you have an outlet to share so that you can thrive. If you're thinking of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, so it's completely designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash hrbesties today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, 
com slash hrbesties. Stay well, besties. I have to tell you a little secret. I've always been super self-conscious about my thin hair until I started using Vegamore. I always try to do the right thing by my body. So when it comes to my hair and scalp health, finding a product that actually works and is made with clean ingredients always seems like a trade-off. But with Vegamore, I get products that are made with clean ingredients and give me visibly healthier hair and scalp. I'm able to have visibly fuller, thicker, shinier, and longer hair without all the harsh ingredients. In every cute pink bottle of Vegamore, products are 100% cruelty-free and never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. What's even better is Vegamore's value kits like the Grow Essentials Kit. You get to try more than one amazing product at a great savings. When you sign up for the monthly subscription, you save more and you never run low on products. You need to take care of your hair. The key, obviously, is consistency in your routine for your most beautiful, healthy-looking hair. I use Vegamore Grow Hair Serum daily on my hair and scalp, and they are flourishing. I also opted for the Grow Origins Kit as well with the Brow and Lash Serum because I'm trying to get, like, Bestie Lee's eyelash status. Also, I don't know about you guys, but I can tell you my brows have still not recovered since the late 90s over-tweezing. Fun fact, Vegamore sells one bottle of Grow Serum every 15 seconds on their website. That's how good this stuff is. So give your hair the power of the little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, HR Best Need listeners are getting 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash besties. Use code besties at checkout. That's Vegamore, V. E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash besties, code besties, to save 20% off your first order. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash besties, code besties. A wonderful segue to the hot topic about being in office and uh, returning to office. You know, returning to office is uh, one of those very controversial things here in our post-ish COVID times, Mm -hmm. right? Everyone's confused on like how to talk about an endemic. But, you know, now what do we do? We've got people all over the place. And so are you all hearing from folks in your communities or workplaces about returning to office? Yes, we actually had quite a few besties reach out to us after season one and ask us to cover returning to the office and what our thoughts were. And I think all three of us on our social channels have probably mentioned um, return to office and, and you know, w- what we think about it and the bullshit. But, you know, I will say I've spent the last 10, 11 years in healthcare, right? So um, healthcare is typically something that people ha- obviously have to be present, right? Because we're seeing patients mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. But what about those supporting roles? So I'm lucky enough right now that I have a hybrid role that I'm able to still go into the office for those face-to-face connections, but I'm also able to do the majority of my work at home. And truthfully, that's where I thrive. I'm a natural extrovert. I love being around people. Um, people do be people in a lot, though. Mm-hmm. They keep they me do. busy. People be people in. But I really do enjoy going into the office those one to two days a week. But I also love my work from home days. And work from home days, I'm chained to my computer a lot longer 
than being in the office. And I feel like I'm so much more productive actually at home than I am in the office because in the office you get stopped, you're going to the bathroom, you're going to get lunch and you get stopped by an employee who's like, hey, I had a question about my benefits or hey, I never got my vision ID card or or whatever it is, right? So I think hybrid is the best of both words for me personally, but I don't understand what the big push is other than – you know, them having a 20-year lease on a giant corporate building that now is remaining empty. So you make a very important point there when you said that's what works best for you. And what I see is that companies love to focus on the D of DEIB. Yeah. I know. I, 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 I saw y'all's like, look. You're uh, like, where are you going you with this? Got my attention. I uh, know. I D. know. Focus it on the D. But they do. And they very uh, seldom focus on the I which I'm like, it always starts with inclusivity for me personally, Mm -hmm. right? So that's an excellent point that you need that connection. You need those interactions. You work faster, more effectively and efficient that way. I am the opposite of Jamie in that (laughs) sense. I love people and people be people and I enjoy that. But I'm just, I'm an introvert, right? And so it's a lot of acting. It's a lot of like physical and emotional effort for me to be around people that that much without it's like a quiet place for me to go to and just whoo like let me let me re-energize real quick by myself and so it's all about inclusivity for me if your role allows for you to be able to work remotely and you can meaning like you can be productive mm-hmm. then why not right to your final point there well what's the deal right why not well and, and I think part of it and, and part of what I've heard frequently is, you know, I'm returning to the office and I sit around on video calls all day. Mm-hmm. And I think return to office, it, one of the reasons I think it gets a lot of attention is there are so many perspectives because you do have people in healthcare, retail, food, manufacturing that have been in person sometimes since March 2020. Yep. And for them to hear people bitch about the idea of ever going yeah. to an office is candidly disrespectful because you know, you're know you acting like it's such an effort to do something that a lot of the people that our economy relies the most on mm-hmm. have been doing this day in and day out and with a lot less complaints than, than some, of, some of those. And so I think recognizing the sacrifices. And so some of this returned office is realizing what those experiences are like for a lot of people that work in jobs that don't get that much respect. Mm-hmm. That being said, just because some people have to do jobs in person, should not mean that every everyone should because it's it's all it's all the same. Like I do think having executives at, at companies or or leaders at companies that have in person is is showing up and showing that and working alongside those. I do think is a level of respect that's missing sometimes in the workplace. Mm-hmm. But thinking about the practical nature, if things can be done and you can support because a lot of the ways we work and the expectations, you know, it's it's this you know, idea of like ch- like childcare for those that are that are parents is it's sometimes it's not easy to find after school programs that that are affordable or realistic or school shuts down because it's because it's cold. In offices, we'll say, well, we need you to come to the office. Well, okay, well, Mary Poppins unfortunately is not sitting around the corner just waiting to come in through my window or chimney or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's you know, the people's realities. And so sometimes it's thinking about what is that reality like? And if you just have people come just to be on video calls, well, that that is going to be a quick ticket to send them out. And so I know like Jamie had posted at this point a couple of weeks ago about videos, return to work. And it was a theme you've seen in a lot. Uh, and the theme was kind of jokey, jokey from a company talking about return to work. And then it said, this is not a negotiation. 
And my caution to that is it absolutely is a negotiation. It may not be a in-person negotiation, but what that negotiation looks like is if you put your feet in the sand and tell people exactly what it's going to be like without explaining a why that people can understand, then they are going to negotiate against you by giving you their resignation and going somewhere else. And so those actions have consequences. And so I think in person, there is some value to being in person. That doesn't always have to be the two days a week, three days a week, five days a week, those type of rigid levels, but having some occasional in-person interaction. We're mm-hmm. giving people that opportunity to have a budget to go to a co-working space. Mm-hmm. Thinking about some of those options to be more flexible, I do think can be helpful because if you just say it flat out without the why, you're going to lose people. Then make sure that those interactions are valuable. And yeah. that, you know what I mean? To your point about, you know, just coming in and everyone being on Zoom calls and nobody mm-hmm. talking and the office is set up where it's all segmented. There's no collective communal space. I mean, you need to decide what it is you're trying to accomplish culturally within your organization. And that's the piece that I see missing is that people don't have that strategy or game plan behind who are we as an organization? What are our values? What is our culture? Right. So then at that point, they just look like they're dictators and doing command and control. And so that's what I see with a lot of leaders where they may have people that report to them that could easily at least be in a hybrid or be fully remotely. And they deny that access to be able to work remotely. It's a control thing, in my opinion. It is the leader justifying their existence and their job, right? It's a job security action. That's what I've seen like multiple times happen, you know, and especially when from top down they say, oh yeah, you can do this and their peers, their leader peers are doing it with their teams and then you just have this one holdout. It's like, oh my gosh, what is going on, you know? But I see that a lot where it's it's really this kind of controlling command control I feel insecure as a leader. Yeah. I don't want to to have to manage remote people. I, 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 right? How the leader talks. This is uncomfortable for me. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. And I think what's frustrating as well is a lot of the leaders that are demanding return to the office always base it on productivity. And I'm like, great, show me the numbers, you know, show me how these employees are not productive at home as opposed to when they were in 2019 or, or, or you know, show me the measurement because I, I don't believe that. Do some employees um, that do work from home maybe not are the best discipline? Sure, maybe. But I would dare to say that the vast majority of work from home employees are doing their job. They're probably working longer because mm-hmm. they don't have to sit in a commute 
with traffic and, um, you know, and, and child care, you add that child care piece. And um, it actually reminded me in 2020, I was actually working at a nonprofit um, health care clinic and I was the only HR person and schools abruptly shut down. But I had to be at work because we were open and it was all C-suite had to be at work like that was that was what was happening. We did not have choices. So the juggling of trying to find care for my my child, I was lucky that my little one had daycare still open, but just literally it was piecemeal. One grandma got him two days a week. The other grandma got him um, uh, like she had to spend the night because she lives quite far. And I mean, it was just, it, you know, like to think that even if I just had one day that I could have worked from home in a week, that would have solved so much problems, but it was hell bent on everyone had to be in the building. But that also goes to show, think about the nurses and the doctors that didn't have that luxury. I didn't, I didn't either, but you know what I mean? Like that didn't have that luxury. They had to be there. They were swabbing people in cars for COVID. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, I, I think back to that. And, and then, you know, you sit on Zoom's calls while you're in this office and then you notice where the executive is, like from their vacation home in Italy or something. And I'm like, what? I think it is this level of respect. Again, thinking about a lot of the experiences of what it's like and and return to office, I think just gives a small peek into that for a lot of people that really bear a lot of the burdens and expectations on our society. You will be there, but there's also not options for reasonable childcare or your kids get out of school at two. So hopefully they can mind themselves, but we're going to judge you for if they just sit on screen time. I mean, there's there, there's a it opens up a lot of complex issues. But one of the things I think HR can do to, to help in these conversations is to bring this sense and this conduit between business goals. OK, your goal is productivity. Important goal. We all want to have jobs. We'd like to hire more people. Like We'd like to get bonuses. Fantastic. But having those questions to say, OK, specifically, how are we going to explain to employees how this makes people productive and what are options and what are ways that we instead can have conversations rather than one way mandates? So telling employees, literally saying, you know, we want to have productivity as a business and explaining we want people to have jobs. We'd like to be able to hire more people and to pay bonuses. And it's important to that employees do get the, the benefit when things increase. But to ask people, Part of it is productivity. Candidly, as an executive, I have this concern. That's probably not a real concern. So I challenge employees mm-hmm. to tell me and give people a truly anonymous, and we'll get more into that in a future episode, but getting people's opinions and inviting people to have conversations to say, what is it like and what do I not know and what are we not thinking about? Because if you can open those up and take those into consideration, and then when you have whatever that decision looks like, you're, you're never, everybody in HR and, and generally at work is going to know you can't please everybody. But by showing people, you're actually taking a consideration and in saying, you know, this is what we thought about. We actually changed to this because of X. In HR and, you know, internal communications can help because people just want to feel like you have a sneak peek about what their life is Mm -hmm. like and a respect for them. And so if HR can help to facilitate those and whatever you come up with and thinking about that, like, are you giving people equipment? And when you explain that, is it to say, like, we want this, you know, to be productive? I mean, because the productivity, the people that are at home that are not productive are likewise in the office and arguably even less productive because they're pissed and they're, you know, they may be in their computer, but yeah. they're playing solitaire or yeah. you know, Roblox, whatever, yeah. whatever that game. But, <laughs> but I think that's something HR can do mm-hmm. is to think about how you can just simply put, say to leadership, I want to get ahead of it and practically what are employees going to say and how can we actually consider their opinions so that we're not having 
turnover and people to leave because they don't feel like we're we're listening yeah. to them. Another thing HR can do, and it's it's something that I love to do, is really connect that top level leadership to the people as much as possible. And what I mean by that is that I have had so many leaders that are just completely out of touch with their workforce, some not even knowing what our starting rate is, right? I mean, they don't know like mm-hmm. how, quote, little in that particular job people are actually getting paid. And and it's so important to make sure that you're advocating for the workforce in that way, because you will have your leadership teams make these sweeping decisions like no remote work, know this, know that, starting meetings at like 6 a.m., when people have kids, right? Because a lot of times, okay, when we look at, especially American businesses, that's what I'm going to speak to, the folks that are making those decisions, their kids are growing out of the house. They may have a spouse that works at home so that they can do that. I mean, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. Like, you know, so they're, they're not, I'd say the average worker, air quotes, mm-hmm. you know, and so they forget that, you know, people have to do do carpools or people have children mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. still are in school or whatever. And so reminders of that can be so powerful and hopefully light bulb moments for your leaders. And I know that sounds trite. But just the the look of shock I've had on executives' faces when I'm like, uh, you realize people have kids, right? Well, or yeah. uh, you realize, you know? Just having <laughs> that, giving your employees the flexibility. Like one thing I love to do is I love to take my boys to school every day. That means that I'm probably not going to get to work till 8.30, 9 o'clock. I put my commute on my calendar so people know. Like I can always take a phone call, but I'm not going to probably be very – I can even be on a meeting, but it's I'm going to be in the car. I'm going to be driving because I have a good hour drive to work every – well, when I do go in. So it's also just being flexible with people and – um, you know, working in healthcare, well, you, you might have appointments starting at eight, but remember, maybe we need to be flexible with our employees because of childcare or what have you, um, you know, and, and just being flexible with their personal life. And this is a job. Yeah, having the conversations. What are we not thinking about? What are questions you have? But also telling telling the, the managers that these employees report to and in, in cascading or having these ripple effects because. Like I was at a holiday event in December during, you know, of course, the schedule at like 1245 to, to 105. OK, great. So I'm, I'm going I now have my my own business. And so I can schedule calls around that. I will talk to people and I will hear people say, oh, I feel so lucky to be able to come. It shouldn't be a matter of luck to be present. And it's and it's not just a thing with kids. It is for people's self-care, people's mental health appointments, mm-hmm. people's workout, people that just need a break from things and read a book over, over lunchtime. But this problem is that as we've talked about assumptions, like you assume people know what they can do, or you assume that if people are taking time off, that that shows that they're not committed. One thing that I think the ripple effect, if you're having people to come to return to the office, people are not coming back with the mindset that they were in February, 2020. We've all thought about things. We've all thought about life uh, a lot differently. And when I looked around and saw people there and I heard someone say, well, my boss doesn't know I'm here. And I say, how fucked up that you have to, in something that like matters, that is a moment that you're going to remember this more than, you know, whatever conference call you're missing, is that people feel like they have to hide these aspects of Mm -hmm. it. And I get it. But if you think about that, whether you're in HR or management, how can we have people not feel like they have to hide things? Again, nobody has to disclose, I'm going to a mental health appointment. 
But if you have a leader that talks about these things and says, I have, I've, I've, if they feel to the extent they feel comfortable, oh, I've, I actually go to therapy uh, uh, to like, I've gone two o'clock on Thursdays. I mean, eyes open, like the, 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 the concept that people talk about this with, with, with complete lack of, of shame, mm-hmm. but, but pride, that can make a difference and get people to take that, that care that if you care about nothing else, your medical benefit premiums and things like that will be affected by letting people take this care about mm-hmm. themselves, but just thinking about as a leader, what you want to, the impact you want yeah. on people's lives and giving them that permission. Yeah, let's allow people to bring them their whole selves to the workplace, right? Yeah, open that kimono. Ah, I don't want. But let's have there a closed kimono. Close, <laughs> close robe. Just a closed robe. Weapons. Let's just show a your closed, closed robe. Okay. All right. So. Reminder, we do have a hard stop. And so let's shift gears now into questions and comments. Do you all have any questions and comments? I just have a comment. Sure. That's I, I'm really um, that employee that is not necessarily a jack of all trades. I'm more of the junk drawer employee. <laughs> yeah, I call it junk drawer. Huh. I'm a junk drawer. Well, that, that, that lends to my comment, which is, Return to office. If you've ever gone and taken over like a cubicle or an office of someone and opened oh, their drawer, it will destroy your faith in humanity. Mm-hmm. The, like, I mean, the, the, the food, I opened one and I was like, like cigarette butts, which had like, oh my oh. God, this is not my home state of Kentucky in 1990, but like cigarette butts, ants, like ants uh-huh. aplenty. Oh. And like the stuff that you will find scabs. in your, I, the scabs. I did, scabs. I did a, yeah, I did a TikTok actually semi-recently about this and I asked Humorous Resources story, you know, what is the craziest things? And like someone said an old breast implant. What? Oh my God. I thought you would say breast pump. And I was like, no, I get that. No, no, no breast, breast imp- implant. Like just one singular. How would you, what? How- yeah. I hope they didn't touch it because I, I yeah. feel like but someone like, may have used that but for ill use. That's on whoever the manager or the leader is for that new person coming in. Like that, I pride myself I mean, on I, that. Like, I, I'm going to make sure your shit's clean I before guess, you come. But you're like, uh, hello, welcome. Here's an old breast implant. But the <sighs> data shows people aren't moving into management. I mean, it should be on people that are leaving. At the manager, mm-hmm. right? They're going to double oh, check. Yes, but, but let's your... be honest. Some people have to yeah. leave abruptly. Well, well, that's a fair, fair <laughs> point. Fair point. People um, be people in. Yeah. People, people be people in, in in the shit that people have in their office drawers. Like, ugh. I was shocked. Some of the things, like a lot of bras and underwear. Huh. And I'm like, Just I get it. Like, if well, if if like your your employment has. Um, Maybe a gym where you're oh, going okay. on a, a date after, or, but a little weird to keep it at work. But, um, you know, I mean, in the drawer, like in your, yeah. in a bag. Yeah. like bag. I can, yeah. you know, like I can understand like having a gym bag and like throwing yeah. it in there, but like, in, oh yeah. And also leaving it for the next em- employee. I think people forget, you know. Ooh. Or to your point, they had to abruptly leave yeah. because yep. they have a drawer full of panties. But <laughs> <laughs> they opened their kimono. Hey! Uh, <laughs> See, it's cringy. It is cringy. It's literally physically shuddering. All right, Ooh. Lee, what's your question or comment? Uh, well, not a question, but a quick comment. Uh, and that is, do not take advice from someone you do not want to be. Oh. Short and sweet, right? Because I have a lot That's of profound. assholes give me advice and I'm just like, you are wasting your breath <laughs> yeah. because I am barely listening. I don't <laughs> want to emulate you. I never want to be you. But it's something toxic bosses love to do, right? They do. They do. <laughs> that is amazing. Don't try to emulate them either. 
Yeah. It's, you know, the, the trying to be that person. That is, that is, I'm going to have to sit with that for I a know. little bit. I need to write that down. Yeah. Where's the girl on TikTok where she gets the notebook out and starts writing in the post office? Okay, the y'all are looking office. at never mind. You know, I don't know. But yeah, Lee doesn't, <laughs> Lee doesn't follow anyone. She doesn't, no. she, she doesn't follow us, but it's all right. One I'm of just these on days. the that's socials. Se- I'm not in the socials. That's a season you know? 17 yeah. <laughs> present. Maybe, maybe by season 17 she'll follow us. Lots <laughs> of prayers. Oh, right. Oh, dear. Ashley, any question or comment? I already asked mine. Oh, I, my so comment, James, my comment on it. I did mine too. I don't have anything. I'm, I'm not a woman of substance. Oh my gosh. Have I not been paying attention during this meeting? Is it like a real <laughs> meeting is, now? Has it, it turned into a real it's meeting? It's a real meeting. We're going to call on you and you're going to panic and repeat the thing we literally, just said three minutes before. And no, then, for real. And yeah. like, I'm a drunk door employee. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. And I was like, yeah, me too. Because it's true. <laughs> Keep uh, it real. Oh my God. It's like... It, it, this has turned into a real meeting now because I like blacked out at some point. <laughs> it's, it's <a> real, <laughs> Me it's like, too. It's like a company happy hour meeting. Exactly. All in I'm like, <laughs> wow, it's come full circle now. Well, on to that point, uh, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on this episode of HR Besties. 